Today, we're chatting with SD Rand on how to authentically succeed through alignment, follow through, and mixing all the right ingredients. And that's just the cliff notes. We are going deep on this one, so you definitely don't want to miss it. So don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome guest. This is this is an awesome interview. That's all I got to say. But before we dive into it, just wanted to give you my quick update on my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Thanks to everyone who continues to purchase the book. Thanks to everyone who's leaving those five-star rave reviews and emailing me to report all your positive results and how you're really enjoying the content. I appreciate you beyond words. I'm also grateful for the continuing edition of all the YouTube subscribers for the YouTube channel. We are now over 2,200 subscribers going strong, and there are more on the way. And of course, getting back to the book, we are over 1,700 five-star rave reviews on the U.S. site alone. So thanks to everyone for the support. I so appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to adding more content to the YouTube channel and supporting more people through the book. And if you've not yet had the chance to check out the book, you can feel free to very easily do so by going to last lawofattractionbook.com, which will auto forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. And the audiobook is also available on Audible and Apple Books. Or you can check out the YouTube channel by going to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. With that said, let's dive straight into today's featured interview. I'm going to go ahead and switch up mics and we're going to have a really fun, awesome, insightful conversation with SD. I am so pumped for today's guest. And, you know, it's it's so funny because I'm often complimented for my introductions, but I'm very hesitant on an introduction today because I really feel like the conversation that we're about to have and the roads that we're about to travel, it's really going to speak for itself. But I will say that today's guest coaches multi-million dollar businesses and and works with owners of that level. And you know, obviously it's not just about money, but it is about the fact that when someone's operating on that high level and they trust someone else with their insight and their wisdom, you know, you want to pay attention because there is something to be said there. And, you know, with that in mind, I'm going to waste no time here. I want to introduce the founder and lead consultant of Strand Consulting, Esty Rand. Esty, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shattered the Mold. Well, I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait for this conversation either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I will say this, and I always invite you to kind of correct me if I'm wrong, or if I'm putting words in your mouth or misrepresenting, but I imagine you would agree, like, it's not all about the money, but the fact, the understanding that people that do find money and are thinking on that high of a level, it really is something that you've got to pay attention to. There is a certain level of pressure. There's a certain level of insight and wisdom and experience that needs to go into someone that is coaching multi-million dollar businesses, because you know, you can't afford to fail because when you fail, you fail big and people don't exactly want to see their businesses of seven, eight, nine figures wiped out in a heartbeat, right? Yes. And I will, I will just give a qualification. My focus is on micro businesses. So I do coach businesses that are in the multiple seven figures, but I also work with tiny little, tiny little, I don't mean that as an insult, right? Solopreneurs, freelancers, one person companies up to 30 people, like the largest company I've ever guided had 700 employees. So I'm not doing like the multi thousands. Um, My focus is on the people where 
they're still running the operation. That's mm. my zone. And uh, yeah, experience, insight, but also something that's so significant is at the scale from like zero to seven figures, you operate differently than when you're in the eight, nine figures. That's not my place. I don't do corporate. Um, I'm trained slightly to do it, but I don't do it for reasons we can get into. And what I think is so important for people to realize, you look at these massive companies and those are the brands you recognize because they have the budgets to continue getting in your faces on a daily second by second basis. Sometimes like, Oh, I got to copy them. Yes. And right. There are things to learn from them, but you need to take those big business strategies and apply them in a small business way. You don't have the budget to do a full multi-channel blast on a campaign. You're not going to spend $3 million on radio and outdoor media and print advertising and guerrilla marketing and promotions and placements. You're not going to do that. So you have to work different. You can't just take a piece of it and be like, well, they did that. I can do that. No, they did that as part of a $3 million campaign. You can't put $1,000 in that same bucket. I think it's going to do the same thing. I love it. And, you know, I, I like to think that I'm pretty good at reading between the lines. I heard that, you know, you like to work with people that are still kind of running the show, which tells me you like to work with people that are in a position that they can actually implement and there's no red tape. You can Very actually say, much. all right, here's this thing. It works, but it only actually works if you do it. And if you if really you have it. your hands on the wheel. Correct. And I've, I've met and spoken with people who consult from the largest consulting firms in the world. And we don't necessarily argue, but we very much agree to disagree. Um, yeah, I remember I was sitting with this guy, again, big name consulting firm, I'm not going to mention it because it wouldn't be nice. But uh, if you know anything about business consulting firms, you've heard of this one. And uh, I was telling him what I was like, oh, cool. I also do business consulting, blah, blah, blah. We're chatting. And I was telling him how I work. He's like, no, that's not how we work. He's like, Esty, we make annual contracts. And when the year is starting to wrap up, like month 10 or 11, we make sure we leave loose ends so they have to renew the contract the following year. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I do at all. Not even a little bit. I work with people from, you know, sometimes single sessions to six months. I work with people sometimes for 10 years, but that's because their business keeps growing and it keeps changing and they come in and out. But this whole, like, I don't need to be needed. And another guy tell me, he's like, I see, I just want you to know, like our deliverable is basically a PowerPoint. And by the time we deliver it, it's basically obsolete. So we hang out, we talk, they feel better. We give them a PowerPoint, they stick it on a shelf somewhere and our job is done. I'm like, no, <laughs> like my soul dies a little bit every time I think about that. And I get it. And that's the corporate game. Small business is different. I need my stuff to work. I need my stuff to work. I'll only even work with an employee if they have full jurisdiction to implement or it's not worth it. I got it. I got it. Now, again, reading between the lines, what I hear is you've had battle scars. You've had situations where you've had the move for the company or the person, whatever you might be, and they haven't acted. So on that assumption, if I'm right, you know, when you're working with someone and they're, they're good people, they're, 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 they want to do well, and they're dragging their feet, how do you get them out of that funk? How do you get them to stop dragging their feet and just move and make something work based on the sound or solid advice that you're giving them? Good question. So two things. One, um, in my group programs, I'm not as selective, right? People can choose to come in. I don't interview every person that comes through. In my private clients, I'm very selective. I won't work with someone if I don't think they'll be a good testimonial on the other side. I won't take them. It's not worth their money and their time or my energy for me to guide them if I don't think I can really move them. So that's the first thing, just on the intake, taking people that I know I can really change, transform their lives. Uh, the other piece is, I'm doing this for 12 years, 
And my style is like a blend of coaching, consulting, teaching. I'm a certified professional coach for almost 13 years now, which is a long time. I was a coach before, like, before people knew what coaches were beyond sports coaches. <laughs> I went from like one of the very early <laughs> coaching um, certification programs out there. And so when I'm, let's say, consulting, right? So the way I look at it is, teaching, I'm teaching you stuff. That's easy, right? I'm educating you because I don't need to be needed. I want you to be independent. I'm teaching you or your staff, depending who needs to do it, giving you the tools. Consulting, I'm doing this a long time. And I've worked with pretty much every industry out there, service, product, manufacturing. I focus on service-based micro businesses. That's my focus. Uh, Creatives, healthcare, um, personal brands, all that kind of stuff. I just might know something you don't know yet. So I'm going to tell you, right? This This is what I recommend you doing. But the piece that moves people is the coaching right? Because I'm going to take you where you want to go. I'm not taking you where I want to go. I have no agenda for you. It's your life. It's your business. And you'll say to me, oh, but I don't want my business to be too big. I said, okay, so we won't make it too big. Oh, I want my business to be really big. Great. So we'll make it really big. I don't have an agenda. Hmm. It's your life. It's your business. And if someone gets stuck, part of my skill set is to unblock them, right? Where'd you get stuck? Where'd you get blocked? What is, and sometimes it's a belief. Sometimes it's a technicality. Sometimes it's a scar, right, from the past where they have to overcome it. Sometimes they're just missing information or misunderstandings. So that coaching skill really helps me to uh, to be effective. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's been a few weeks since we had our, our first and up until now only conversation, which I love, by the way. I was I was um, I really enjoyed the, just the your style and your personality. And if I remember correctly, did, did NLP come up in that conversation? A little bit, a little bit. I'm not certified. It's on my list of things to do. Just right. So list. it's it's a skill set. It's something you can employ. You're just not putting yourself down as that person with that certificate. But it, it sounds to me like it's something where even if informally, you will use that to help someone along in the coaching end of things. Definitely someone, right? For me, it's every tool I have in my arsenal to get someone where they want to go. I, I want to empower people to success. That's my essence. Like I want you to live the life you want, to get where you want to go. And I have a whole lot of tools and experience and information and assets and things that I can use to get you there. Mm, Love it. So got a bit of an unfair question, but technically it's simultaneously the easiest question ever because you can choose the path I give you here. But given the fact, I mean, you know, we're going in generalized terms here, but what is a high leverage move or strategy or tactic or you know, fill in the blank here that most businesses that are striving for some kind of boost to six or seven figures can use in their marketing in order to get a massive, real huge result. So the biggest tactic, so, okay, I have to qualify this and then I'll give you an answer. The qualification is the essence of your question is Esty, you're an expert baker. Your cake's delicious, fantastic, unbelievable. Tell me, what's the best ingredient when you make cakes that I should use if I want to make cakes like you do? Well, well, well I could give you one ingredient, but that's not going to make the cake because it's, mm-hmm. it's the combination of ingredients and the quality and the combination and the cook time and the mixing, right? And like, you know, when I first learned to cook, which was a while ago, but I did not know before I got married like 17 years ago how to cook at all. And I learned that if you blend things for one minute versus five minutes, they're completely different. So there's so many pieces of the process. So with that qualification, the best ingredient is focus. What most business owners don't realize is that they are far more diffuse 
than they need to be for success. Because again, they look at the bigger companies. Sometimes they look at other small businesses in their industry, look, well, they're doing it. And I will tell you, I've worked with all your competitors. Sometimes they do it and they're bleeding money on it. And they do it because someone else did it. They don't know any better. Just because they're doing it doesn't mean it works. People complain that all the time. Well, they're doing it must work. No, actually, no, that's not actually how this works. So you look out there and you're like, well, they were doing all these things. Must be, I need to. No, one strategy that you can use again and again and again and again will grow your business faster, bigger, and better than any combination cocktail of things. Right. You know, and it's, it's funny because I even hear focus and that can go down certain roads, focus of your message, focus of your vision or your goal. And I think sometimes a challenge that entrepreneurs have is they think that they are being clearer. They think they are clearer than they really are. Or because the message is so clear in their mind in a way that isn't really being verbalized or articulated, they are not taking the extra step or the extra measure to articulate it in a way that's going to grow the company, that's going to lead to you know, the healthy business and really actually give them the things that they want that's in their mind in some convoluted way that only they can understand. Totally. And, and there's really a 12-step process. That's the truth. And this is the process that I work people through both in private, in our program, in the fast track program and all of it. There are 12 steps because if marketing your business isn't growing, if it's not working and it's not working steadily and replicably and reliably, either it's incomplete or it's misaligned. Okay. So marketing much more than ad, obviously it's more than a social media, it's more than your website, it's more than all of this. And marketing really links with branding and sales. So branding is first. Branding is your essence. It's your identity. It's your uniqueness. It's your message. It's what you bring to the marketplace that would differentiate you from anyone else and why someone work with you over someone else. You've got to have that foundation in place. It's underground. You've got to have that foundation in place before you go to what we call marketing, which is what's above ground, which creates and communicates value to your customer clients to convince them to buy. And the marketing elements include the actual thing you sell. It includes the price of that thing. It includes your web presence. It includes your physical presence. It includes all of these elements but they're all in there. And then you have to have a sales strategy. You have to have a sales path. You have to have a, okay, my brand makes someone interested in me. Marketing gets their attention for that thing that interests them about me, that solves their problem. But now I've got to take that attention and convert it into dollars. And ideally convert it into dollars that repeat again and again, either from repeat customers or evangelists, brand evangelists who just go around spreading the news. You know, Zoom is now... I mean, Zoom almost became a verb through COVID, right? It's yeah. like Uber. Like, I'm just going to Uber there. It doesn't matter how you're getting there. Like, some level of cab, right? Usually it is an actual Uber, but it became a verb. And I feel like Zoom became a verb. I was using Zoom for five plus years, I think maybe six now. It's been around for a long time. And Zoom passed originally at word of mouth. It's not the only screen sharing and video conferencing service, there's a lot. But it's one of the best. And it's so good and it's so streamlined. And if you read the article on the guy who founded it and he worked for Cisco Labs, I think. If I remember correctly, and uh, and he was founding it based on fixing the pain points of other video conferencing softwares. It took off on word of mouth. They've been advertising the whole time. I saw Zoom ads in airports three years ago. But COVID came and I was like, oh my God, what do we use? And anyone who knew said, you use Zoom. That's part of your marketing. That's part of your sales, building the tool and building the sales path and referral base. This is all marketing. And they've mm. got to stitch together. They've got to align. You can't have a cheap, you know, low ticket or, or entry-level offer with a really high-end brand and an impersonal sales path. 
that doesn't match. It doesn't match. People do it all the time because they take this piece from here and that piece from there and that piece from there. And there's so many coaches, marketers, gurus out there, and each one will teach you their thing and their thing works for them. And it works for a select few and you adopt it, but then you combine it with other things that don't match. And then you're stuck. You speak to something really important there because people will go outside for advice and they will follow people that are successful and the people will say, this is how you do it. But technically what they should be saying and what, in a way, what they are saying is this is how I did it. Yes. And you, it's so interesting that we kind of go down that path because you were just saying that one of the main things that, you know, you've got to worry about is alignment. And if alignment's not there, then you're not where you have to be. This comes full circle. When people, I believe they, they'll kind of just borrow from something it can work. It could even work temporarily. It could work in an incomplete way, but there's, there's a rocky foundation there where if you do add another piece, it's going to distort things and throw the whole thing off unless you really understand why you're doing it to begin with and why it works for you. That and most of what's out there are the Megs and you don't want to hire the Megs if you're uneducated. And then you have a couple of people like me. So Megs, um, and for anyone whose name is Meg, I apologize. No insult intended. Uh, stands for morons, experts of industry, and genius tacticians. Okay, so most of what's out there in marketing and business advice, yeah, and you laugh, and everyone I tell this to in the industry laughs, and they like nod knowingly, like, yes, got it. So the morons are the ones who sound too good to be true. They'll do SEO for you for $500. They're going to grow your Instagram by 10,000 people in one month for $5,000 and blah, 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 right? Um, And often they're really just morons. They're not even malicious. Like they just don't even know what they don't know. They took some course or program themselves. They tripped over some little hack somewhere. They took some, one of these like, you know, side hustle, biz up things. And they're like, oh, I got it. I can do it. And maybe they even did it once and it worked. Cool. They just have no clue. They have no clue right? So you want to be really be aware of the morons. Um, and they're easy to piece out. They're new. They don't really know anything but the thing they know. They can't really explain to you how or why it works. They don't, like their testimonials are very sketchy. Like they don't have real humans that you could like talk to about their experiences. Those are the morons. Um, experts of industry are a lot more interesting. Experts of industry are typically former um like practitioners themselves, they were a chiropractor, a photographer, a designer, a coach, and they mastered the marketing path in that industry. And they will teach all accountants how to market themselves successfully to grow their company, blah, blah, blah. And they have these insane, amazing testimonials from real humans who've done their path and it's worked. So you really believe it. But here's the piece, alignment. Those people similar in personality, in industry, in audience, in skill sets, in assets, in time, in everything. I had a guy come to me. He's like, he did this course by this guy and he's got great testimonials. And the guy who came to me is, is pushing 50 right now. I was like, SD, you know, it wasn't working for me. And I looked around at all the other people in the program and all the guys who were being successful were like 26, 27, 28. He's like, I don't know why that is, but it's not working for me. And it seems to really work for the guys in their late twenties and only guys in their late 20s oh and the founder he's male and 29 Mm. yeah so that happens a lot experts of industry they've got a path that works for them and people like them so if you are like them and you so closely identify with them you almost see yourself in them you're like oh my god we're like twin flames take their program it will work if you are not and i not and last we have uh, my favorite and these really are my favorite are the genius tacticians Because these people are legit geniuses. Like they really know 
Facebook ads, Instagram influencer marketing, direct sales, print ads, whatever it is. They're legit geniuses, but they just know their one thing. And because it's worked for them and because it's worked for a number of people, they are convinced that this will work for you too. Why not? And they do really know their stuff. The issue, once again, is going to be completion and alignment. Are all the other pieces done? Because they could get you the Instagram followers. They're a legit genius at building your Instagram. But does that translate to sales? Well, is your brand strong? Is your product in alignment? Is your pricing right? Do you have an audience match? Like they could get you followers because that's their genius. But will that translate to money only if you have the other pieces in line? So I partner with genius tacticians all the time. I love them. I interview them. I partner with them. We do like barter, um, like uh, swap trainings because they're fantastic as long as you have the other pieces together. And then you have mm. some weirdos like me. I'm a generalist. I'm a generalist in a specialist world. My specialty is service-based micro businesses. That's my specialty. But you take all of the moving parts and you put it together and very few people do that. So I wonder if we should start calling you a, a genius translator because <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting off of you here. You, you seek out the people that know their stuff and you marry it with whatever aspects of a personality of a business is going on or what their goals might be. It seems like you almost find a way to sort what works for that into alignment with what the other person needs. Yes. And sometimes I say, this is not a match, right? I've told, I recently told a guy he's just starting up. Um, I said, don't make a website. It's like, don't make a website. I said, don't make a website. Your current brand right now. He's uh, um, just to blur the example. Uh, let's say he's like a very high end performance coach, let's say, right? And he was employed by, you know, a performance coaching company. And now he's branched out on his own and he has a lot of personal contacts. So he's just been reaching out to his personal contacts, letting them know that he's on his own. He's available to do private coaching and things like that. And he's getting people. He's like, well, I said, I got to build my brand. I got to get my things and I got to get my socials. And I said, don't you dare understand that your current brand is best kept secret. Your name passes only word of mouth. People don't look at you as another one of these performance coaches online. They can't even, they can just find your contact. Say we're going to make one or two social profiles so people can easily find you, your contact info, some legitimacy, but you're not going to advertise this because your brand is best kept secret. Mm. And that's a whole different angle. And you have to know so many moving parts. I said six months, one year, we'll chuck that. We'll, we'll start scaling. That's fine. But right now, this is working. Don't mess it up. Don't mess with the brand. You're going to get some cheapy web builder to build you a whatever or some fancy one to make you some glossy over the top. Neither of those is going to be a fit for your current brand and your current sales strategy, which is Handshake. What I love about that also is it's excluding friction that doesn't need to be there to begin with. And because, you know, you think, think about also like a website, even if it was right for them, it's a whole new challenge because now all of a sudden you've got to worry about how that's going to be presented. And if that's going to be giving people a different impression than you would have otherwise given with like, psst, you've got to hear about this person. They are the best thing going. You're only going to learn about them through me. Like there's just, there's a magic there. I mean, I would say, and by the way, um, I realize this is probably an immature reply response, but I feel like that's one of the best brands you could ever have being that best kept secret. I feel like it's a wonderful quality. It's a wonderful way to get people. And also it's a wonderful way to not have to do the usual stuff that other people always have to do. Totally. And if, and again, it has to be a match at all levels. So someone listening to this can be like, Oh, I love that idea. I won't make a website. You have to have all the other pieces in alignment. You have to have been 
a super high-end person in that industry, have the personal contacts, have the credibility and the stories, have the name recognition in your niche, have the networking ability and conversational sales and handshake type. Like you have to have all those other parts and they have to line up for this to work. So the monster is going to make digital business cards. I said, I don't want physical business cards. Eh. I said, I want you to have some very cool digital business card that when you meet people either through QR code or through um, just like screenshot or taking a picture that they get this cool digital card from you. It's just like very sleek. You know, mm. there's like the very high end undercover kind of, that's got to all match. Right. I would never give that strategy blanketly. It's very specific for this guy. He's the first guy I've told in a while that doesn't need a website. Most people do. Love this. Love where this conversation is going. Uh, and it's, it, this is actually what I knew. It would be something that I was not expecting. I knew I would learn something and I knew that I would get like an extra little, little rush of energy here because I know a lot of my audience is really like on this already, but anyone that's new or, or it's not used to these interviews, I'm hoping people are taking notes and paying attention. And I'm also hoping they're going to play back this episode because you are dropping real nuggets of gold that are, you're really, you're giving away the recipe. You're giving the recipe for success, but also the recipe of enjoyment in that journey to success. Because I'm sure you'll agree. I mean, there, there's something to be said for succeeding where people can do it and they'll be miserable. They'll get that win, but then in order to maintain it, which they can do technically, they're going to be miserable. They're going to be out of alignment with who they are. And eventually they'll completely just strip themselves you know, loose of anything that was remaining of them that was passionate to begin with. Yes. And I'll tell you, for me, the first miserable millionaire that I ever worked with now is about seven years ago. And I remember being so shocked out of my mind. I was like, I ran his books because I, I do financial analysis and code and I'm multifaceted. Um, but so like I ran his numbers and we did certain like financial and profit modeling. I was like, he his business is doing multi-million profit every year. And he was such a mess. And I was like, how, how is this possible? Because in my world, when you're earning that much money, life has to be perfect. That's how this works. And to be intimately involved, you know, cause yeah, friends, family is different, but to be guiding someone at that level and, and seeing how unhappy they are, I remember it just blew my mind. I was like, oh, mm. you're just a human like everyone else, aren't you? Okay. And this money didn't really, it helps. I'm not going to say it doesn't. Money helps. It's a totally an asset and allows you to do things and live in ways and opportunities that you don't have without it. It's not a like blanket bandaid. Like it won't solve everything. And it also, if you have to go out of alignment to get it, it will destroy your soul. Mm. You know, no big deal. So you've got me curious were you know did this person uh did he make it to the other end and if so how did you help get him there he's doing better i'll say we're still in touch um seven years later we still work together on and off i'll tell you what was interesting and i've seen this more than once when you hit a certain level of success until you hit it you're like when i get there it's all gonna work out when i get there it's all gonna work out and then you get there and you're like oh man it didn't all work out (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> now I need help. So part of it was, he was just like, he was ready. Like, okay, we got that success. The business works. So a couple of things we had to do were just giving him some more freedom. Part of how he got the business there was just as an absolute slave to it. Right. So some, some staffing and advanced delegation and some leadership strategies. And then honestly, guiding him to, to find himself and start finding fun in his life, you know, start finding things he enjoyed um, and trying to bring that 
into his world um, somewhat. He freed himself from a, a toxic relationship that helped, but that freedom was coming from, I guess, you know, call it raising his vibration, whatever you want to call it, whatever language, you know, more emotional maturity and emotional health and all of these things all of that was the process. So it's, it's holistic in many ways, right? There's a personal development piece. There's a work-life balance piece, which I call work-work balance, right? No one's ever like, you know, I get all my work done right away, like within the first few hours of the day and I have all this time for my life and I just don't know what to do. No one ever says that. They always say like, I've got so much work to do. So if you balance your work and your work time, then you're free to live your life. So I call it work-work balance, balancing your work and your work time. And that getting the business to balance in that way so that he could be free to start pursuing life. And then the internal work to recognize that, you know, he deserved that. Just as much as anyone else. Love it. So we obviously, we don't want to uh, give any personal details out, but based on like, I'm very curious because obviously you do a lot of work in a lot of different facets, depending on what people need to help them get that alignment. What to you is your favorite, most inspiring success story with someone else working with them that still lights you up to this day? Uh, There's so many. There's honestly, I've been doing this for so long. There are so many. Um, One that jumps into my mind because I just got a message about her today is a a woman who joined actually our group program. So I have a group program um, that people go through. You build a business marketing strategy to completely align your branding, marketing, and sales. And this woman was so passionate about what she did. Uh, Let's say she was an educator, right? All my examples are real. I just blur the details for the privacy of things. So like, you know, change genders, change industries, change everything. You think you know what I'm talking about? You don't. Um, So let's say she was an educator and she was so passionate, but she was like, earning like $2,000 a month. And she really needed to be doing at least 10 for, for what she had set up going on and what she really wanted. And she came into the program just everywhere, right? She was doing this thing and 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 this thing. And through the program, she started to focus. She, she really played full out. Now I have to give her credit. Like she played full out. She came to all the group calls. She did her homework. She did all the trainings. Like she, and she implemented, like she really listened. People say like, I see what's your track record. If you listen to me hundred percent, you ignore me, can't help you. Um, mm. But I have yet to meet someone who actually followed my direction that didn't succeed. And when they don't, yeah, no, those are not good testimonials. Not super helpful. And she, within six months of graduating was doing stable $8,000 months. She continues to work with the team. We have other strategists on the team. So she continues to do ongoing coaching with the team as things come up. We relaunched the new version of that program. That program launched uh, two and a half years ago. We shut it down end of 2020. Just the world changed too much. I learned too much. And we started again. We relaunched it, brand new version in April. She's just rejoined the new program because now she's already doing 10, 12K months. Now she's got her sights set on $25,000 months. So she's coming again to next level to refocus, to reapply. And, uh, and she's one of my favorite people because when she has successes, she sends me and the whole team, like she sends the team, these like, they're, they're long. She's, she's a very verbal communicator, like these long emails, but like gratitude and thanks and recognition. And that's beautiful. You know, just like that. I don't do what I do for the praise and the thanks. It really is nice though. It's nice when people also stay in touch and follow up and like, Hey, I, I just had a client reach out yesterday. I worked with them four or five years ago, small, a niche fashion brand. And when they came to me also, they were like, 
barely making enough. Those two partners barely making enough to pay their salaries. And they didn't know how much they could even pay themselves. They didn't know. And they were dealing with a lot of, just a lot of stuff. Again, full strategy, private client. Um, and uh, their brand is doing really well. They came back for like a reboot two years later, just reassess, get better at scaling. I've forgotten about them. And they reached out was it yesterday, two days ago, yesterday. No, it's yesterday. It's yesterday. Yesterday was a long day. Um, hey, Asti, we're doing really, really well, and uh, we're ready to next level again, and uh, we want to know if we can meet, and you can kind of go everything with us and, and get us there, and I was like, yes, I definitely can. I'm like, when did we last meet? Is it a year ago? No, I don't think we met during COVID. Is it like a year and a half? Like, it's three years, but we're mm. still following everything you taught us, and now we're just ready for what's next. Wow. These are my favorite, like, these just like, I have a bunch of these. They light me up. They absolutely let me up. I save them. So when I do weird things, here's a weird thing that I do that I would really recommend everybody do. So I live in WhatsApp. It's my favorite place to hang out in my phone or in my company through it. I tried Slack. Slack and I don't get along as well. I live in WhatsApp. My team is fully virtual. We have a bunch of groups and the staff, and this is where we hang out. And also because I have so many multinational clients, it's just an easier way to communicate. And so you can make a group with yourself in WhatsApp. You can make your own threads. You do it by adding another person and then you delete them and then you have a group with yourself and you can name it whatever you want and then you can pin chats to the top. So cool. And so I have a few chats with myself, quite a few, but one of them is called Keep Me Up. It was originally labeled Pick Me Up, like for whenever I got down or felt low energy or was sad or was frustrated or disappointed that I'd be able to like go in there and like get a pick me up. And then there was a point in time about a year ago when I was like, I feel good. I don't need to pick me up. I just need to keep me up. So I renamed it called the keep me up. It's got this yellow smiley face as its avatar. And I put all these things in there. I put quotes that inspire me. I put all these like testimonials and feedback from clients. When people email me that something helped them, that it gave them clarity that they've next level because of it, that now they're earning this before they were earning that. And you know, this is streamlined for them and this is working for them. That's all in there. And I just go through it whenever I'm struggling, you know, cause we all we all, I mean, maybe you don't, but I do. And I, I think everyone does. We have those days, those moments, those weeks, those months when we get hit by some version of imposter syndrome. It's like, well, does this really work? Do I really make a difference? Does it really matter? And then I go through the time like, yes, yes, it works. Yes, I matter. <laughs> like, and I, unless, you know, maybe people are not like me and you're just perfect and high flying all the time. <laughs> like well, that. you know, it's interesting because, um, I don't experience imposter syndrome anymore the way you're describing, but I do experience something where when I do get a new email from somebody, it's like, whoa, it's like, it's like a thing where um, like I, I'd, I'd almost forgotten. So it's, it's kind of like that. It's, it's hard to describe. It's hard for me to articulate, but I do totally get what you mean because I love that idea of like, first of all, just the, the frame of it. It's like, the, there's no like, you know, there's no under, there's no requirement that you have to get down to get up. You can be up and you can add resources and strategically introduce these things so that you're still, you know, kind of uh, giving yourself an affirmation without you having to get down first, which I, I love. But I totally get what you mean. I think a lot of people, again, in their own way, whether it's imposter syndrome or something else, they yeah, find a way to imposter syndrome. Awesome I think a better description, because I'm never sitting there going like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know I know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's more of like, you know, I was traveling to Mexico again two weeks ago, just for fun. And uh, I met someone, he's like, you know, from the San Francisco Bay Area, and we're chatting. He's like, oh, what do you do? And I was telling him, he's like, oh, a marketer. So what's your trick? I'm like, 
no, I don't have a trick. And I'm not <laughs> a marketer. He's like, oh, so you're an influencer? I'm like, no, yes, and, but no, that is not. <laughs> and that, when someone looks at you like that, and it's, it's their lens, right? There's no clue what I do, what I'm capable of. But when they look at you like that, sometimes you're like, hold on a second. <laughs> One second, I need to, to re-see myself the way I want to see me, not the way you see me, not the way other people might see things because that's just their frame, right? And I don't have to, and maybe I can't even explain this to you because it's so out of your frame of reference. You can't even understand what I do. That's okay. That's okay. I think he walked away still thinking I was like an Instagram influencer. <laughs> it's funny the way, see, that's the, that's the thing about this all. Everyone, they're so stuck in their own projections it's almost like, you know, if you are helping someone, you've got to incorporate that as part of the formula because it's part of who they are or how they're bringing themselves to the table. So it becomes a whole different level versus people with just an open mind without having those fixed assumptions or projections. Totally, but we all do. We all have our paradigms. We all have our history. And I work a lot with people's learning styles, actually. You know, someone more of a visual or kinesthetic or auditory. I know there's more nuances, but those three buckets are, are very helpful initially um, in changing people. And so, yeah, really working with where someone's come from, you know, someone who's come from, you know, a more, I don't want to say poverty because it's not poverty, it's scarcity mm. mindset, right? So when you're coming from that scarcity mindset, it's very hard for me to teach them collaboration because the competition mindset is, no, if I collaborate with them, I'm going to lose. No, one more time. There are pies. We can make the pies bigger when we work together. It is not one pie and you have to grab as many slices as you can. This is not how it works, but it's just a whole different shift where someone who grew up always feeling like they had enough or grew up in an environment that was collaborative and was open. We come with those frames. Love it. Uh, So we've gone down a lot of different roads here and I'm loving this conversation. I'm wondering, is there something that you were expecting to talk about or hoping to talk about that you just wanted to make sure to convey to the audience based on the direction we've already taken here? Good question. I think I really said it. I think one of the things that I'm, I'm finding myself talk about a lot lately, both on my podcast, in my program, when I speak to individuals and, and business owners is just breaking through the clutter of the plethora of advice that's out there. Like I was saying to you at the beginning of the, of the call before we even started, I don't claim to be smarter or better than anyone out there. And I can't even tell you that I know more. I just know different. And part of what I know is that general overview, is that full picture. When you have that full picture, all the other things you're hearing fall into place. So when you're getting contradictory messages and contradictory advice, it's just because you're missing. See, I'm very, I'm, I'm like a BO, not body odor, born organized. All right. So like naturally orderly, when you create order out of something, it all fits. You know, you could have this giant, just, um, I have children, a bunch of them, five. I was just organizing our crafting cabinet and it was like just paper. Cause the kids, they go in, they grab crayons and papers and glues. And we did glitter the other day. Everything is sparkly. It's so beautiful. Nice. Everything <laughs> sparkles now and it doesn't fit. And you're like, you look at the cabinet and you're like, okay, this doesn't look like it could possibly fit inside because everyone's just grabbing and dumping and throwing things around. So then you take it out and you make a couple trips to the container store, which I should never be allowed to walk into ever with a credit card. And suddenly everything fits and there's a ton of extra space and it all makes sense and it all works. 
And I think the message I really want to give to people is you need to get that full picture. It doesn't have to be from me, although I will give you a free gift at the end that will help you. But get the whole picture. If things aren't lining up, if things aren't making sense, all those experts you're listening to, they're not necessarily wrong, right? Forget the M morons of the Megs, right? A lot of what you're hearing is not wrong. It's just out of context. And when it's out of context, if you try to use it, it's just going to mess you up and you're going to feel more lost and more stuck and for nothing. And I've been there. I've been doing this 12 years. When I first started, when I started my social media, I had no clue. I hired someone, I remember, to help me with my LinkedIn. It was such a waste of money. Um, and now I, I'm saying I co-host LinkedIn Influencer Summit three years running, right? I brought out to speak at LinkedIn Global. I, LinkedIn is, we're good friends, me and LinkedIn. Mm. <laughs> we're very good friends. I've made those mistakes myself, even with everything I know. Find a framework to fit things into. Find a path that you can take. And when I say path, so we were talking about, you know, strategies and focus. I think what I had in mind was a sales path. Focus on one sales path. Figure out what's unique about you. You haven't gotten the longest list. I don't care. Find something. Great. That's your angle. Now figure out your positioning. Leverage it. Good. Figure out your ideal target. I don't care that there are 17 ideal targets. Pick one to start with. When I say ITC, ideal target customer client, which is what we call it in our program, ideal is built into that term for a reason. Don't tell me all the different people that you could sell to, that you've worked with, that you could work with. Pick your favorite one. Oh, but SD, how could I pick my favorite one? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you like not enjoying your life? Okay. Pick your least favorite one. Why don't you get more of those? No, <laughs> pick your favorite one. Get more of those. Enjoy your business. Enjoy your life. And you're going to be more successful. And so will your people. Work with people you love. Ideal client. Go after those people. Figure out a good way to reach them. Figure out the right offer that you want to provide for them. What works for them. You know, at one point our company had, saying we're multinational, right? So I had, 20 something people working all over the world and we were doing full implementation. We we're doing everything. Our offer booklet, it was not a, a stack or a deck. It was a like booklet of menu items of all the different things that we could do for people. And I realized after a year or two of having it like that, I was like, people basically pick three things. You know what? I'm going to just start selling three things. The end. Like, why am I selling 15 things for the oddball that picks one of them? Yeah. Majority, 95% of people were coming to me for one of three things. That's what I'm going to do. Use the thing that people want from you the most. Price it in a way that they can afford, that works for them, that works for you. Now get out there, have some way that they can find you. How will you get their attention? Have a conversion strategy. Boom, that's business. All the other things fall into one of those buckets. Love it. This is why I always try to remember to ask my guest, what do you want to talk about that we have not covered yet? Because <laughs> brilliance usually ensues. Uh, if people want to learn more about you, um, and you mentioned also you want to you hook them up with something free, what are the best links or link or like where should they go? What should they do? So I'm going to give you just one link, and that will be the magic portal. Nice. Go to sdrand.com slash free gift. So E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com slash free gift. I don't feel like I need to spell that. sdrand.com slash free gift. And at the moment, at the time of this recording, what is there is free access to our three-day marketing success challenge, the clarity and strategy to market yourself and your business successfully. And it's really, it's three days. Like it's really tight. I kept it tight. I kept it short. It's like 15 minute trainings. You've got an implementation worksheet. It's practical. It works. People go through it and it works. Like they, they use it. It makes a difference. 
from there, you'll find everything else about me. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram. I've done TikTok recently just because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but sdran.com slash free gift. And the reason I use that link is because at some point, the three-day challenge will go behind the paywall. Can't tell you when yet, but it's in process. And something else will be there. So at any time that you go there, you will find a cool free gift that will help you build that strategy for your business. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to do my part to publish this in a timely fashion so that people can't be mad at me for missing out pre-paywall. So we've got that going on. Uh, last question for you, you know, and I, I often ask this of my guests and, you know, I just, I love the different answers that come out, but if you could go back in time and this can be five years, this can be 10 years, this can be 12 years to when you started consulting, this could be 20 years, 25 years, and you can give any younger version of yourself, any piece of advice business, life, relationship, health, whatever. What is that piece of advice that you would give to that younger version of yourself? I feel like cried. Um, I'll tell you what comes to mind. I know this might sound weird, but I would give her a big hug. And I would tell her everything you're afraid of turns out a million times better than you could ever have imagined. So you want to be afraid, be afraid, but there's no reason. It all works out million times better than you could have ever dreamed everything you want it comes true better than you could have imagined just hold that thought nice wow not only do i get a win on that answer but i almost made my first guest cry so that's that was what i've been looking to do uh Esty, you have been awesome and for those that are not comfortable with spelling for any reason i'm gonna leave the link that you provided um at shatteredamodepodcast.com where this episode resides and in the, the youtube video description when i put it up for video so people have no excuse to not check it out which i highly highly recommend in addition to recommending people listen to this episode again and really pull out that uh the goal that you really laid out there so Thank you so much for sharing your time, sharing your insight, sharing your wisdom, and really just, you know, sharing who you are so that others might be inspired and might take these lessons and implement and succeed from there. I truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for having me join you. Thank you again, Esty. I'm so grateful to you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. And I'll make sure to leave that website, sdran.com slash free gift at ShatteredModePodcast.com, where this episode resides, and I will also leave it in the YouTube video description. So either way, anyone listening or watching this will have easy access to that link, which I highly recommend you check out. And while I'm giving out links, I want to recommend you feel free to check out my book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read, by going to LastLawOfAttractionBook.com, or you can check out the YouTube channel by going to YouTube.com slash AndrewCap. With that said, thank you so much for listening, and be back soon because I've got more fun, awesome, insightful guests on the way. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.ShatterTheModPodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.